getting you on your way. Okay, time to get started. With Joshua Simon on Kiss 92. You're on your way with Joshua Simon on Kiss 92. I hope you're having a good day so far because I have a great show for you this evening. We have Zinia Tan, actress Zinia Tan, uh, joining us, as well as director Chai E. Wei. Behind Wonderland, a Singaporean film that actually won the local jury award at Palm Springs International Film Festival at the start of the year. They'll be releasing the movie in cinemas, but they haven't told us when. Okay, we're gonna learn more about this elusive film, what it's about, and the journey to bring it to life. On the show, okay. Also, a chance for you to win a $100 dining voucher from Greenwood Fish Market and a shopping spree from With Love K, a dreamy clothing block shop brand that you can check out online right now. With Love K, K is spelled K E I. You're on your way with Joshua Simon. What's hot? Time to pop off. The biggest news in entertainment and pop culture. All right, so 2023 saw Blackpink shut down our national stage. What's hot? What's hot? Time to pop off. The biggest news in entertainment and pop culture. All right, so 2023 saw Blackpink shut down the national stadium. And that K-pop wave still growing. Starting off 2024 with new jeans performing at the new Nike store. At the heart of Orchard Road. Over the weekend, Korean American pop star and actor Eric Nam performed here. And I was so grateful I got a chance to interview the guy for about 25 minutes, and I spent this whole morning editing our interview. I'm very proud of what our conversation ended up becoming, and I can't wait to share it with you. I, I just got to subtitle the video now because everyone likes things with subtitles now, right? Uh, but. This just in, Espa is coming to Singapore. Their first concert, July 20th, as part of their Sync Parallel Line tour. The quartet will kick off their latest tour in Seoul in June before heading to Japan in July. And then after Singapore, uh, Espa will head to cities like Hong Kong, Taipei, Sydney, Bangkok. So is, that's a pretty ambitious run, right? Espa made their debut in 2020. Relatively fresh on the scene, but they've really taken over, especially that new single that we just heard, right? Drama. Super sassy single. Other hits include Next Level, Girls, and Spicy. I'm curious whether or not they'll have an opening act, you know? And I hope that they keep that going, you know, having like Ed Sheeran brought on like JJ Lin. You've got the likes of like Jasmine Soko、uh, and performing right before Coldplay took over. Like, I want to see more of that. Even if they have like, you know, there's like a like a girl group from Malaysia that I spoke to. They got that K-pop look and sound as well, but they're from Malaysia. They're called Dola. Like I would think that would be cool as well to have our very own like Southeast Asian pop stars on stage right before Espa takes the stage. You know, like hopefully they can work something like that out. But once again, Espa coming to Singapore for their first concert, July 20th. That's still a ways away, but little things to look forward to, right? Keeping you company on your way home. Joshua Simon, Kiss 92. Nod your head if you are trying very hard to love today. Oh boy, it's one of those days. So you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, and then you know you've been living enough life to know that 
you don't want the rest of your day to be crap, right? So you're just trying to maybe drink more coffee or play the right song or text the right friend to try to lift your spirits up because you don't want the rest of your day to be sucky, right? So for me, it was all over my living room light situation. Okay, see, kind of condo drama-ish. Uh, not that intense. I just don't know how to change a light bulb, guys. I do not know how to change a light bulb. Okay, whenever there are issues with our lights, I'll ask one of my friends that did DNT last time in secondary school, like, yo, please, I give you $50, just help me sort it out. Okay, so one of my friends that usually helps me with fixing my light stuff is overseas. So I've been helpless, right? The, the entire living room, all our lights stopped working and I had friends come over late last night for dinner and the living room was pitch black. We had to light candles and I told them, oh no, this is the actually the mood I was going for. You know, it's a like candlelit dinner. Y'all know that restaurant knocks dining in the dark. Yeah, I'm trying to simulate the atmosphere. But then I felt so paisy. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to change the light bulb. Okay, so I stood on a few stools, okay, and I took out the shell, the armour of the light. You see, you can tell that I do not know what I'm talking about. And then I, I saw the light um, uh, motherboard Okay Situation And I took a photo And tried to measure it And I, I, I went to Like a Like a fixed store Like a DIY kind of store Like helpless You know I was like Oh my god Please save me I don't know how to change light bulb And then like Oh it's LED light It's not so simple It's not like the actual light bulb That you see from cartoon You know it, It's a very complex one Then I'm like Huh So how much is it to change $280 Are you serious So I messaged my friend Who is overseas He's like Really not two hundred eighty dollars just to change one one light. Not asking you to change the entire rewire the whole thing. Wall. Then then you say, oh no no, actually you go shopping ten dollar only. Then I say, then why you charge me two hundred eighty dollar? Am I being scammed or what? So I'm like helplessly me messaging like my plumber lah. I'm messaging all these random people that don't do anything, don't do lights, okay? But they're like, hey, you seem like you would be handy enough to know what to do. Can you please help me out? And actually, one of them. One of them actually messaged me back and said, Okay, bro, I will sort it out for you. I will quote you. Just cover my transport. I will help you sort out everything. Okay, so I just want to show love to good Samaritans out there that help helpless folks like myself. And to the MOE education system, these are things that you should have taught us when we were in primary school. Or maybe they did, lah. I just never listened. Getting you on your way. Ooh, Ooh, in style. Okay. Time to get started. With Joshua Simon on KISS 92. Here's what you can look forward to on your way with Joshua Simon on KISS 92. We have $100 worth of seafood flown in from France, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, from our friends at Greenwood Fish Market. Also a shopping spree worth $100 uh, from With Love K. We also have actress Zinnia Tan, the star of local film Wonderland. Uh, which opened to critical acclaim late last year. It had its world premiere in San Diego for its Asian Film Festival. It won Best Audience Award, and it's still winning at the start of the year. It won the Local Jury Award at Palm Springs International Film Festival. 
Uh, Chai Yiwei, the director, will be joining us as well to tell us more about the film and also why they have not announced when the movie is actually coming out. So I don't even know when we can all see this film, right? So we'll chat more and learn more about this elusive Wonderland film. Uh, but first, we're going to pop off with the biggest news in entertainment and pop culture. A K-pop girl group that's taking over the world right now is actually coming to Singapore very, very soon. Uh, and also a late check-in with our mental health therapist expert from Goody Tea. We chat with Daryl in just a bit. Getting you on your way. Joshua Simon on Kiss 92. It's time for a late check-in. Uh, right before we have the star of Wonderland, actress Zinia Tan and director Chai Yi Wei joins us for a chat. So late check-in is a part of the show where I invite on mental health experts to talk about the things that we often say we want to talk about, but we don't actually talk about. Uh, so with me from Goody Tea is Daryl Tan, who shines a light on beyond the physical training and the muscles, the importance on checking in on our athletes in terms of their mental wellness. How important is it, mental health, and the conversation around it uh, for athletes? Well, I think it's very important, especially for athletes. You go through a lot of stress in terms of the preparation for competitions. You've got the anxiety before competitions, nerves, and even like fear of failure. I myself battled with that for a long time. I'm still facing it. Every time you go out to a competition, there's so much thoughts in your head mm -hmm. and your head starts eating itself up, right? We are also focused about the performance part. Like, oh, I need to perform well. I need to train well. I need to be the best at my game. But mentally, we might just be really screwed up up there. So mental health conversations in athletes are super important yeah for right. we're, we're starting to see more of that conversation happening mm -hmm. right now but i think for a long time it didn't happen because it was almost like those were two completely separate worlds yeah and i think that sort of toxic masculinity had something to do with that as well where it's like if you're going to the gym you're going to be a uh, you're going to learn jujitsu i guess yeah. you're all tough now you yeah. know so to discuss mental health and and to even have room to discuss anxiety that is too soft yeah you know, so you just train your pain away. But you're saying that, no, there are all these quiet moments as well. Definitely. Like the old school way is like embrace the pain, like embrace the grind, mm. you know, just suck it up and train. If it hurts, just train. If you're scared, just train. But nobody talks about like how scary it is. Like when I compete, when you stand onto the mats, you're face to face with your demons. Because no one else is going to be fighting for you. You're going to fight for yourself. And that fear, that anxiety, people don't talk about it. And when you bottle it up, it's going to spill over to other parts of your life. And I hope that this conversation helps us to reflect on how we have treated athletes like Joseph Schooling, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm not a big sports guy, but when there was a period a couple of years ago where he was under a lot of scrutiny oh, yeah. and a lot of people were like, when is he going to get back in the water? When is he going to represent Singapore? When is he going to... And I'm just like, has anyone checked in on how the guy's doing though? Yeah. I mean, he won a gold medal at the Olympics, the highest pinnacle of sports. Then after that, all the pressure comes in like, yeah, when are you going to get the next one? When are you yeah. going to go into swim again? When are you going to compete again? Oh, you're training in the US. Why are you not in Singapore? All these things that everyone else is talking about, it's nothing to do with the swim itself. Yeah. But it affects what you do. It affects who you are. And yeah. I think when it comes to the emphasis on mental health top down, right? It's one thing to have a lot of resources available, to have funding and for me, it really starts with the shift in how we treat each other yes. as people as well. Because just based on my experience as a Singaporean, there's very little grace. There's very little emphasis on second chances. Yep. You know, even with the whole Joseph Schooling 
situation earlier that we were just talking about. You know, there's so much emphasis on. I remember you from your last mistake or your last big triumph. You know, we are so much more than the last big mistake that we make. So much more than our last big cool thing that we achieved. You know, but it's almost like you cannot cross the line. If you cross the line, we will make an example out of you. Your reputation is everything. Once your reputation's over, that's it. Yep. You know, you're scratched out. You know, if we keep going this way, there's no way our mental health can improve. There has to be room for grace, for second chances, right? Yep. And with that, there must be also room for second chances for yourself. I think with that society that we are in right now, everyone is so afraid to make that mistake. That's the saying, right? You can do like ten right things, and people remember you for that one wrong thing that you did. Yeah. And all of us in this society, we're just thinking like, oh, we don't want to make that one mistake because everyone's gonna remember us. And with social media, like, what if it goes out? What if people find out? What if my friends talk about it? What What if the person on the streets talk about it? Yeah. And this pressure you put on yourself, you become unkind to yourself. Yeah. People. Don't practice grace for themselves. If we continue like that, it's going to be quite a rough road. Almost there. You're on your way on Kiss ninety two. Okay, so I've been in this biz for about eleven years now, and I got my start with the help of some incredible people, some incredible women, and one of them played an instrumental role in allowing me to interview the likes of Hugh Jackman, Ryan Reynolds, Charlize Theron. Uh, her name is Diane. And today I'm interviewing her husband for the very first time. Give it up for Chai Yiwei. Hello. Uh, it's radio lah, you have to, he's just like waving uh, to I'm the looking camera. At the, <laughs> I'm looking at the camera. It's so right. fascinating, yeah. Yiwei is Singaporean filmmaker. Uh, he's got a new film called Wonderland, which opened to acclaim. They had its world premiere at the end of last year. It won the Best Audience Award at the San Diego. Is it San Diego or San Diego? It's like San Diego? San Diego. Anchorman joke and also at the start of the year what a way to start the year uh, winning the local jury award at Palm Springs International Film Festival but he's also brought along the star of the film Zinnia Tan on the show yay hello and this is your first feature film Yes. Role for you. Okay, how, how did you first find out about this movie? Did he just offer you the part? No. <laughs> I had to work hard for it. So, the casting director, Jocelyn, same as the story you told, I think I have someone incredibly nice and patient with me when I started my acting career and that person is Jocelyn. So when she found out about this feature film, she felt that I could level up a little bit and she gave me an opportunity to try. Wow. And so that was when I realised that it is in a dialect that I am very good when it comes to listening <laughs> and understanding when people are saying bad things about me, but not so much speaking. So it's in Hokkien, right? Yes. So I, I'm actually from a Teochew background, so I can speak Teochew quite fluently, better than Mandarin. Wow. Oh, actually, that's yes. Your I, next movie, Ian. <laughs> yeah, you put me in there. Yeah, because my, my grandmother's Teochew and she only spoke Teochew, so I picked it up from there. And there are quite a lot of similarities between Teochew and Hokkien. And Hokkien is one of those languages, one of those dialects where uh, for for, for Chinese Singaporeans or those who know it, it, it just warms their heart. It reminds them of home. It reminds them of family. Uh, Iwe, can you explain Wonderland? It was inspired by an event that happened when I was in school. That was more than 20 years ago. About a father, Singaporean father, who decided to send the daughter to United States mm. for a better future. And in this film, the Wonderland is some sort of used as a metaphor for a place where they both see as their happy place. Sort of like when Singaporeans having a Singaporean dream. 
I want to go back to the American dream, right? So you were talking about that earlier on. This film is set in the 80s. Singaporean father, I assume this is played by Mark Lee. Yes, it is. And he decides to send his daughter overseas to study, uh, hoping for a better future for her. And I'm guessing that one is played by Zinnia. Yes. Okay. It'd be funny if there's Henry Tia. Okay. Uh, but I, I hear it's a very different role for Mark Lee, right? Because I've talked about it on the show as well. Some of my favorite films and roles were by comedians who do a dramatic role, whether it's Jim Carrey in Eternal Sunshine, right? So was it easy to get Mark Lee to say yes to your little movie? Yes, he he pretty much read the first draft. He immediately said yes. Of course, before he said yes, we, we had an earlier call to understand more about that role. And typically, that's when you get a good sense of, oh, does that actor understand? Mm. And I think he embodies that character really well. When I was directing the film, it's a very different approach that I have from when I first envisioned it 20 years ago. Right. Because since then, I've become a father. And through the lens of being a father, the way you look at the world, what you decide, how you uh, decide for your daughter as well, your fears, your hopes and your dreams, it changes the way I want to direct the film as well. Yeah, I was there at your baby shower, I think, (laughs) the first one. And I think also this must have been huge for Mark Lee, right? Because, you know, he's such a recognisable actor, uh, but at the same time, he's also, you know the kind of movies he's going to make, you know the kind of roles he's going to play. So for him, that must have been quite uh, a brilliant experience as well. Zinnia, what was it like meeting someone as Caesar? as Mark Lee because all of us grew up watching Mark Lee on TV I imagine you as well so what's he like in person? Tell us the truth (laughs) I think I was definitely intimidated at the start but for people who have met him before and know him personally you would know that he is very down to earth I think even offset of Cam he really embodies a very fatherly character. So, for example, when we are having lunch, he would address me as, darling, come here, Mm. sit here, there's a seat for you. Very caring and thoughtful. So, I think the only concern I had was, once again, the Hokkien dialect. Oh, boy. Yeah, Yeah. and because he is the main lead, he had a lot of heavy scenes. So, while he is, you know, having his break time or he's getting into the character, sometimes I might have to intrude his face (laughs) just to get a little bit of guidance when it comes to, you know, uh, pronouncing and enunciating it correctly. And he entertains your requests. Yeah, I tell you, this is a very Asian father thing. He will... Like he'll ah, ask yeah. me to come here But okay. he will still teach me Yeah So I think Yeah He's really that character Getting you on your way Ooh, Ooh, In style Okay Time to get started With Joshua Simon For you on KISS 92. With us on the show is actress Zinnia Tan in her first feature-length film, directed by Chai Yi Wei, who's also here on the show behind Wonderland. It won the Best Audience Award at the San Diego Asian Film Festival at uh, the end of 2023. And at the start of the year, uh, they won the Local Jury Award at Palm Springs International Film Festival, which is huge for a local film. And this one is set in New York, right? It's set in New York. It's in Singapore and some parts in New York. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Oh, Zini got free trip there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> not, not, not virtual production. Huh? They're actually there. Okay, <laughs> okay. We're gonna learn about the the challenges of a uh, Singapore and American setting film production. But it's a thingy. shamelessly Singaporean film. Oh. That's how I describe it. A lot of Hokkien yeah. in it. I love it. Right. It it's, is. It's, 
meant for Singaporeans uh, but we're also talking about that American dream which was fed to us for many years in many ways it still is being fed to us as well that idea that in order for us to make it big in your dreams whether it's in entertainment and business you got to leave Singapore is that true we'll chat more with uh, the creator and actor Zinia Tan in just a bit but first can we get to the whole release date situation right because anyone listening right now is going whoa this is an interesting movie it's a very different kind of Singaporean film I want to see it how can I see Wonder It will be at the cinemas first week of August. What month are we in? Oh, we're going to approach March. Time will fly. Oh, you're purposely choosing National Day. I I didn't say National Day. I just say first week of August. First week of August. Okay, so Mm. y'all just remember this conversation that we're having right now with Zinia and Iwei. Okay, Wonderland comes out the first week of August. Zinia, I think we're kind of around the same age. Millennial? Yes. Okay, 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 okay. So so have, have you always had that idea that you have to leave Singapore in order for you to be a star? Definitely. And I think similar to the character that I played, I actually went to New York to start my acting career. Wow. Mm, so I think maybe it's not because that staying in Singapore would keep me stagnant, but more so I wanted to expose myself to a bigger world to see what's there to offer and what I can learn mm. yeah, differently outside of my comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. like I got into New York Film Academy when I was like 16. Same! Yeah. Oh my god! I got NYFA. But then I could not afford the school fees. Very expensive. Oh, it's so expensive. Oh crazy expensive. So I went for Nian Poly. Okay. <laughs> And no regrets, it got me to where I am today yeah. in radio, even though I didn't study radio. Okay, anyway, okay, what is it about this American dream to Singaporeans? And and also there is a bit of an age gap, tiny age gap between you and I. Oh yeah, uh, from, really your, tiny. from your generation <laughs> to, to me. So what was uh what was it that inspired you to tell this story that's real to you? I think this is something that affects all of us Singaporeans across generations on a very subconscious level. And even myself, right? I mean I look back I went to the United States to study. That was in the 90s. And I'll never forget that year, Lee Kuan Yew, he said, if it was today, I was to send my kid overseas, I'll be sending them to the United States. And somehow, I think we tend to have possibly give fed that kind of impression that we have to look to the West yeah. to see what is the standard of what is. Right, in order for you to be a master in your field, you have to kind of go to them because that's all we received, right? That's all we got was all these big Hollywood movies. And and I would like to believe that the times have changed quite a bit as well with, you know, inclusivity in the West. So they're having that conversation. And then over here, we're seeing like the Korean wave. You know, you've got like Slumdog Millionaire that, that won Best Picture. And then you've got Parasite winning Best Picture. You know, like incredible Japanese films that go to the West as well so with the digital age I'd like to believe that that has opened up a lot more has Mm, it? I haven't thought about that Uh, having the social media being another influence but growing up Hollywood has always been the one that fed the American dream to the rest of the world if you think about it I mean now you go to America like everyone's (laughs) like oh my god which Korean drama are you watching you know so it's it's quite surreal that that is is happening it's a long time coming as well Wonderland a film that was shot here in Singapore and then New York as well but it's a truly Singaporean film about a story that many of us can either relate to directly or we know someone 
who has this same story as well. As a friendship between two men in their golden years, uh, father and daughter, father sending the daughter overseas to study, hoping for a better life. Uh, can we just for a bit go to the first part of this story? You know, two men, that friendship in the golden years. Because I've noticed a shift even in my parents, right? Where there's a certain way for a long period of their lives and then suddenly they are different. And I feel like my dad is in that place right now. He's running like, Josh, we should go to Greece. We should go to Tokyo. I want to spend time with you and everything. I'm like, what is happening? So, Iwe, I would like to believe you're kind of in that age. I asked this delicately. Yeah, and interestingly, perspective that I never really thought about until you reached a certain age. Yeah, because Mark is definitely in that age as well, Yeah, right? Which is to, how do I do things with my parents before they can't do it? Mm. For instance, something as simple as traveling with my kid. Those are memories that I can create now, but if I miss this period of time, I might never have the chance because... Yeah, and it makes you appreciate or want to appreciate the time you have left. Yeah, I think also for just people in that age, you know, like for a period of time, you know, they're focusing on their relationship and then they're focusing on raising the family and then they're exhaling and then they're realizing their mortality and they're like, oh crap, I don't know how many years I have left. I better quickly try to go through that bucket list, you know, really just go out there. Okay, my daughter needs a better life. We're going to send her there. You know, Zinia, how has making this movie deepened your relationship with your family? Whenever we talk about the movie, I tend to always bring out the father and daughter relationship. And to me, this film is for people to reflect on their current relationship and how they can improve it. But when it comes to myself, I think watching the film at the premiere, it also made me wonder, since when growing up, did I feel increasingly awkward with my dad when it comes to any form of affection? Wow. Like if you ask me to kiss my dad now, I will feel a bit like I can't. Even I love you I mean? is hard. Just yeah, saying I it's love you. Yeah, difficult. So is it because Asian parents don't reciprocate or they do not show any form of affection? So this was something that, you know, I was asking myself as well. Until recently, we went on a family trip, traveling. Traveling is the <laughs> best. And um, while we were taking a picture, I just went for it. I just hugged him. And honestly, I think he appreciated it more than I would imagine. I didn't know why I felt so conscious about it. Yeah. yeah. The love language is just very different. Our parents' generation love language. Like, uh, yeah. we, we don't say I love you, but then my dad will say I bought hockey me. Yeah. Like, that's his way of, you know. And it's funny because someone did reflect after watching the film and say, wow, have you realised that in Hokkien, people hardly expresses affection? How do you say I love you in Hokkien or no, Juju? Like nobody really does that. Mm. You don't show love by saying it. Yeah. I think our parents' generation, or at least people who speak Hokkien, we do things for each other. Yeah. And if we quarrel, yeah. the way we make up is, do you want this? Do you uh-huh. want to come along? You know, the initiation of doing something together or saying something to each other is an act of reconciliation. Yes. Mm. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Once again, give it up for Chai Iwei, the director of Wonderland and also actress Zinia Tan. Uh, once again, this local film uh, hit cinemas on the first week of August. Uh, nothing to do with National Day, which happens on the 9th, but I think it would be a very nice experience to watch this together with your loved ones. Uh, finally, before I let you go, Zinia, for anyone that thinks, okay, I know how Singaporean movies are going to be. This is going to be another Singaporean movie. What makes this one different from any other local film out there? I think when you are watching this film, at least for me, when I was watching it for the first time, it is unexpectedly funny. Where the funny bits, they are not purposely inserted to make you laugh. 
but it just goes along with the story and it hits you hard towards the end. And it is a film where you will go home and reflect and overthink <laughs> about your life, which I think is the purpose of this entire film. Reflection, you know, yeah. Yeah, reflect about the relationships you have in your life. Always with you, on your way on Kiss 92. Early in the studio already is Nat Cole. It's me. Do I get points for being early? <laughs> you usually come in with a question. Yes, I do. And as of late, you know, I've been having a lot of guests on the show, so whenever uh-huh. I have you on, you don't get to ask me your question. So today... I want to answer whatever question that you have in mind. Okay, okay. Okay, bring it. Let's go. Okay. Oh, so you now prepare. I have. You thought like, oh, Joshua never asked me questions anymore, so I don't come with questions anymore. <laughs> to be honest, yes, to some extent. <laughs> I could tell. You know, sometimes you can tell. You look at people's eyes, you can tell when they're bluffing. So now she's she's laughing, and then in her back of her mind, she's thinking of a question. I feel right. Like, my only purpose coming early, right, is just to get roasted by Josh. You you just hear all the promos we've had. No, no, no. Okay, Nat comes in early because she wants to eat dinner, prepare herself, meditate first before her, her show. Why do I feel like this is a setup? I have a question for you. Do okay. you what is your, like, pre-show ritual? Like, right before you start off a show, is there something that you do, like, a little activity to kind of, like, centre yourself? Oh, I always warm up my vocal cords. Uh, see, that's the problem about me. I don't uh-huh. do that. Uh-huh. So sometimes, dear listener, especially if you've been listening to my show for a while now, you'll hear a huge difference in my vocal quality uh-huh. from 4pm till 7 plus. <laughs> Towards the end, especially if I'm reading the news, traffic, everything, suddenly my voice just gives way. So you actually do yeah. vocal warm because you sing as well. Yes, I do. Yeah, I sing and I... And I've to, and because like I had a, uh, I had a, de- I did a degree in theater, so <gasps> I had to learn how to like uh, project my voice properly wow. without like, like v- basically uh, vocal stamina. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. We're gonna do live vocal warm ups <gasps> with Nat Cole next. Fans of the show will notice that from four p.m. till seven p.m., <laughs> my voice just degrades. Yeah, because it's it's a lot of work actually. So um, I kind of read up a little bit about vocal health before. Yeah, you should not be using your voice for more than three hours a day. Yeah, my show four hours. You yeah. heard that, boss? I think we should minus <laughs> off one hour. Give one more hour to Nat. Nat show should start at seven o'clock. Okay, but you gotta help me. Help me to not go from Joshua to Zhao Xiang. No stop. Okay, so what are some vocal warmers okay. that you do? Okay, firstly, did you watch High School Musical? Uh, yes. The first one. Okay. Head in the game. Yes, so there's a very prominent scene, right, of Sharpay just going. That's a vocal warm up. A lot of people actually struggle with rolling their lips. Like. Oh, there's a trick to that as well. Mm, how? So if you struggle with it, right, you just use your index fingers, you put it at the corner of your lips. Oh, I thought like the cartoon. Not that. Like that. <laughs> Also okay, so you put it on the sides of your... Okay, if you're not driving, uh, y'all can do this. Okay, uh-huh. so you take two index fingers, put it at the ends of your lips on the mm-hmm. side, okay, yep, yep. and then... And then you just blow away. Okay, yeah. so what does that actually do for the voice apart from the silly sound? Okay, so as you do this, right, then you got to make siren noises. So basically, you go like... Yeah, so basically you go up and down and then like as you get more comfortable, you go even higher and even lower. So what this does, right, is thicken and thin your vocal folds. So it's like, you know, before you run, you have to stretch, right? So this is your stretch. 11 years in doing radio, I'm learning warm-ups now. Yay! (laughs) Don't worry, you're on your way with Joshua Simon. Kiss 92.9.
92. And you're not going to be lonely here on Kiss 92 because Netco is going to be taking over. Mm-hmm. And she always comes in with a question. Okay, I gave you enough time to think yes. of the question you have to ask me. Okay, because you're always like, hey, Josh, <laughs> I have a question for you because I'm going to ask my listeners that question. So I always get a preview of the show first. Yes, okay, yes. come, come, come. What's your question? Okay, Josh, Um, when was the last time you bought a watch? I Oh, wow. See, I love these kind of questions. Yay! Because I usually interview people. No one interviewed me. I'm very uh-huh. Okay, I okay. interview you. Josh, <laughs> when was the last time you got a watch? So, I got a Apple Watch a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. And this is the only watch I have held for a very long period of time. Because okay. my, my dad is a watch person. I've never understood watches. Uh-huh. I've never, I mean, like, yeah, if you need a time, you ask someone or you check the yes. clock. On these days, you just look at your phone. Lah. Mm. But my dad has always, since I was a kid, had so much pride and joy with his watch collection. Oh, And he would spend all this money on watches and I'd be like, why? The more you spend, the time is still the same. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't understand what upgrade you're getting, you know? Whereas for me, with tech, the more that you spend, you're getting the advanced in technology time right. is always the same right but he gets a lot of pride in watches and there was one time when I was a kid he gave me one of his watches to, to wear to school because I was okay. trying to look all grown up and I'm a very clumsy person oh no so when I okay. walk around like especially tight corridors yeah. I would swing my arms and it actually broke the screen of the watch so ever since then I told myself I'll never ever have these G-Shock last time it's G-Shock la, oh, all that kind. Yes. I never wanted them but then when I got the Apple Watch honestly I use it more just to see the picture ah. I just want to put the wallpaper there oh yes yes that's one of the really nice functions yes and I get bored very easily uh-huh. So I, I don't like to have the same watch face all the time. Oh yeah. So I like to constantly change the the front the wallpaper of it. Mm. So actually, recently I got my dad an Apple Watch, mm. and he has completely let go all of his previous watches. <gasps> no. So what's happening to those watches? Doesn't matter. I save him a lot of money. <laughs> all his future money. All the previous watches now, my they will be passed on to me. I can sell in times of need. Heirloom. You're not just on the way. You're on your way. With Joshua Simon on Kiss 92. You've been on your way with Joshua Simon on Kiss 92. I hope I earned the privilege of your time. Uh, tomorrow on the show, I'll be airing my interview with Eric Nam. I spent the whole morning editing the video, so there's a video version of it as well. And I'm going to spend the rest of the night and tomorrow morning uh, subtitling the video because nowadays every, everyone needs subtitles for everything they watch, even if it's in English. Okay. Uh, but with me on the show right now is Nat Ko, who's taking over. Uh, what will be on your show tonight? Okay, so I'm giving away some flowers tonight. Yes, $100 worth of flowers and kisses. It's a go-to online florist where you can explore their catalog. Same-day delivery. Never too late to buy flowers for the ones that you love. Not just Valentine's Day, yeah? Mm. So, Josh, what... How was your Valentine's Day? Because we talked about it last week and then we what? talked about the what? restaurant booking. What? what? You're going to ask about Valentine's Day. Oh, tell me, tell me. <laughs> I actually talked about it. You never listened to my show. Oh. <laughs> Why am I getting okay. roasted all now, the time? <laughs> usually, I, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day because okay. even if I'm dating someone, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to make it to Valentine's. Uh-huh. We break up. Is that kind oh. of one. It's always that one. So we never ever get to Valentine's Day. And then the times where I was in like a long period of a relationship, my partner will always be busy. So we would never be able to celebrate. So actually this year was, I realized it was like my first proper Valentine sit down over dinner, mm. other couples around kind of thing. In, in a really long time so I, I really enjoyed it mm. I just kind of like took it as you know I never get this so I'm gonna just embrace it and be grateful right. uh, but it was very funny la, to see other couples and all their pairings and the two of us we were just judging everyone <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that one not going to last. I think <gasps> that one. I know. I'm so sorry. It's so mean. But it was very funny. No, but and I get what you mean. Like sometimes I see couples walking where right? you can tell mm-hmm. how far they are into the relationship. Yeah. Uh, this one on second day. Yeah. This one uh, been together for three months. This one, mm, some, uh, they fight. They it's just like, fight. Dear, try this mushroom soup. Mm, so nice. Bluff. She don't like. <laughs> you can tell one. You can tell one. So it's very funny for us. But of course, no one understands relationships like the people that are in relationships. I gotta preface this by saying, okay, just to be safe, lah. Okay, but mm-hmm. it, it, I had a, I had a blast. I had a blast ultimately, and I also encourage just to to the audience on my show that day that. This is a day for us to celebrate what love is to mm. each of us. Whether it's a TV show, whether it's a dog that you have at home, whether it's your parents, you know, celebrate the spirit of love. I don't care the history of the Valentine or whatever, whatever. You know, what I mean, make mm-hmm. Valentine's what it is. And if you missed out on Valentine's or you just met someone that's really cool right now, the whole of February is Valentine's. I think. Yeah, yeah, Many that's true. Uh, so Netco takes over now on Kiss ninety two. You're on your way. Joshua Simon. Kiss 92.